A listener by the name of Holly writes in, Hi Chloe, I have been recently going through a time of my life where, where things are, well, just hard. My marriage is bad, my relationship with my kids is strained, I recommitted my life to Christ about a year ago, and things are still not better. I've done my best to obey and do the right things. If God is good, doesn't He want me to be happy? Welcome to Talk Truth, a McGregor podcast where we dive into scripture, gain insight from community, and biblically answer life questions. Talk Truth will answer life questions submitted by our listeners every other week. If you have a question for Talk Truth, you can submit your questions on our website. I'm your host, Chloe Weimer. Let's open the word, gather together, and talk some truth. joined by Israel Emery, member and life group leader here at McGregor Baptist Church in Fort Myers, Florida. Thank you so much for joining me, Israel. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. It's an honor to be uh, here with you. Talk some truth. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, your wife, uh-huh. Stacia, yes. uh, was on, I think she, it was the fourth episode, maybe, mm-hmm. of season one of Talk Truth. So... She's an OG. She is. <laughs> yeah. Israel is my life group leader, actually. So he teaches our Sunday school class every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm really glad that you were able to join us. No Why don't problem. you tell us about yourself? A little bit about me. I've been a member at McGregor for probably, oh man, 17 years, oh I think. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Met my wife here, Stacia, as you mentioned before. Raised both of our boys here. I have two sons. So been involved in different aspects of ministry here, youth ministry and uh, all kinds of different things. So love serving here and uh, love teaching life group. So Yeah, awesome. All right, so we're going to pray and then we're going to get started. Okay, great. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you that you have revealed yourself and truth, who you are in the word. Um, I just ask that you help us to find our joy in you, even when our circumstances are difficult. Thank you um, for the reminders of your goodness that you have revealed to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so this question from Holly, um, again, she is dealing with things in her in her life where her marriage is bad, her relationship with his, her kids is strained, and she is newer in the faith. I mean, it says that she recommitted her life to Christ and things are still not better. Um, but the root of this question is more so like, I'm, I'm doing all the right things. I'm obeying. I'm, I have faith now in my life. I'm probably, she's probably going to church, you know, like doing all the quote Christian things that she Mm -hmm. should be doing, but things are just not She's just not happy. Mm -hmm. And um, I want to read Isaiah 52, 7. It says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. So here on Talk Truth, we like to define our terms. And Israel, let's talk about what happiness is. Okay. So the scripture you just read... um, the gospel is happiness in itself. So we're going to talk about the gospel today, of course, uh, but our primary subject is, is happiness. So hopefully we can help Holly in her, uh, in her pursuit of, of happiness. And ultimately, we know that that's found in God mm-hmm. and God alone. Um, but yeah, happiness would be something that uh, everyone strives for, I would say. Um, basically, uh, I was reading actually the Declaration of Independence of all things, and it says... 
the pursuit of happiness. So even way back with our founding fathers, something that everyone pursues Mm -hmm. is happiness. And, And that's across all cultures, language barriers. You don't really meet people who say, oh, I want to be unhappy. Yeah. So happiness in itself, I would be, I would be um, probably best describing it as something that is a feeling um, that makes you uh, excited or happy or something that's pleasurable. Uh, it's something that would be more of an external thing, um, not necessarily internal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is something that can last for short periods of time or could last a little bit longer. But I would say as a whole, um, happiness is something that is, is temporal. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's definitely based on our circumstances. For and, sure. Um, even in the Bible, we see the word happy, not just um, in like in Isaiah 52, 7, where it says the word happiness, but in mm-hmm. Psalm 1, it talks about blessed are those. So blessed, and we see it in the Beatitudes, which we're going to look at a little sure. later, but um, that translation of the word blessed means happy. Mm-hmm. And so um, our culture just has a completely different perspective of what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's important to remember that when we think about happiness, um, we need to remember that joy is the posture of your heart despite your circumstances. It's mm-hmm. proof that you have hope in something greater. And sure. the happiness that we're talking about today mm-hmm. is is the joy that, that Christ offers. And so um, Hebrews 1.9 says, You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. And so even unbelievers have happiness, which we talked about. Absolutely. Yeah. Happiness would be something that, like I said, everyone strives for. Uh, Sometimes we have circumstances where we're happy. It's just like any other emotion. We have sadness, we have anger, we have frustration, we have happiness, but happiness is what we all want, right? Mm -hmm. So how we find it and how we define it, and hopefully we'll define it well today biblically, ultimately determines whether we are happy in the right things and content in the right things and joyful in the right things. So, yeah. yeah. Of course you're going to have happiness when you, when you sin, usually (laughs) it's not, but what's, what's different about the happiness that we find in sin is it only lasts for a season and there's, there's only pleasure in it for a season. Absolutely. Okay, so let's start off with um, talking about the Beatitudes. And so I talked Mm -hmm. a little bit earlier about how the word blessed means happy. Mm -hmm. And the Beatitudes, man, every verse in it is blessed are the, blessed are those, blessed Mm -hmm. are the, blessed are those. And so um, I'm going to have you read through this and Mm -hmm. just unpack it for us. Yeah, it's interesting. This is uh, one of the earliest sermons that we actually hear Jesus preach. Um, and obviously, uh, we know the setting is up on a mountain. Um, but it's interesting that one of his earlier sermons, or maybe even earliest recorded in Scripture, is talking about happiness and the well-being of people. So obviously, it's important to God, it's important to Jesus to talk about this subject. But what's interesting is we'll see here that this happiness that he talks about is not anything that is is, is temporal. Mm-hmm. It's something that is sustainable and ultimately eternal um, if you're in Christ. So let's read a couple of these verses. Um, Verse 2 says, And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. 
Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile, revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil you falsely, uh, against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for you, your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So it's interesting, you read this and you see some of these things that are listed by Jesus and to the unbeliever, this would not appear as something that would bring happiness. Mm -hmm. When you think about someone who's mourning, well, anytime you're mourning, whether it's a death of a family member or, or, or whatever it may be, I would not think that that is something that uh, would bring happiness. Um, but what we see here there in verse 4, I'll just take a couple of these and we'll talk about a few of them. Um, that's actually mourning your spiritual um, condition really is what it's talking about. Those who have an awareness of their depravity and their need for a Savior. Hmm. Uh, they're, they're ultimately um, acknowledging the fact that they need a Savior. So they're mourning their spiritual condition more than their physical condition. That's what that's talking about there in verse 4. Yeah, And then when they, when they receive Him, they're going to be that much more satisfied in Him sure. because they, they know what it's like to be without Him. Yeah, and you see the word comforted there. I think we all want to be comforted in anything that we that we go through. So uh, knowing that that comfort ultimately comes from Christ, yeah. uh, if we find our satisfaction in Him. And then verse 5 talks about meekness. Uh, meekness is is humility. Blessed are the humble. We live in a day and an age, of course, of social media and uh, everything is out there in the world and everybody mm -hmm. posts about their great vacations and they post about their their, their beautiful house with, you know, a white picket fence and two and a half children and two dogs. And, yeah. uh, you know, all we see is self-publication out there. And we don't see a lot of humility out mm -hmm. of people. Unfortunately, that's crept into the church too. And um, so this is something that you would think uh, humility would not bring happiness to the to that person mm -hmm. looking in. They would They would say, Oh, I want to be like this celebrity or that celebrity or this person or that person. Have this car. They have a big that, platform, yeah. this and that. And they would not be idolizing humble people normally, the world. Mm -hmm. So Jesus says, no, blessed are those who are humble, uh, not those who are, are braggers or, uh, or boastful in what they do. Um, and then verse 6, I really, really hits, really hits home. Um, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Uh, you can just take that right back to what I was just saying. You see so much self-exaltation in the world and everybody um, just trying their best to find fulfillment in all kinds of things, whether that's family or fame or status or money work. or work or keeping up with the Joneses. But what does it say here in Scripture are those who are blessed or those who are happy, someone who hungers and thirsts after righteousness. And what kind of righteousness? Righteousness in Christ, righteousness yeah. in God. Uh, that's putting um, your faith and trust in something bigger than yourself. Um, and we as believers are seeking after the righteousness of God. So that's a couple of them. Uh, another one that I would, I would point out that kind of looks antithetical to what people think happiness is, is verse 11. Uh, Blessed are you when others revile you. Well, who likes to be reviled? Who <laughs> likes to be talked bad about? Who likes to be shunned? 
And then if that wasn't enough, then it goes into persecution and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you. Who likes to have their name slandered? Who likes to be persecuted for anything? Mm -hmm. Um, But those who are in Christ, Jesus himself has told us, right? We're going to be persecuted for our faith. Yeah. And then it ends it kind of saying, if the prophets were persecuted, you're going to be prosecuted too, basically. Yeah. So It makes me think of... um, those the martyrs who have given their li- lives up for Christ and they mm-hmm. were willing and happy yep. to there there was a different kind of joy right. you know that that they had and it's because they were so intimate with Christ mm-hmm. um, and they knew what it was to be satisfied in Him right. and so um, I yeah, mean you, yeah you think about Paul yeah. just think about the verses it talks about how many times he was beaten he was stoned. His loneliness. He was shipwrecked. He was, yes, he was isolated. He was in prison a lot of his Mm -hmm. life by himself. Um, Yeah. So, and to see like in Philippians where it talks about his his contentment, he says in Philippians 4, I'm content with a little or a lot. Mm -hmm. And that's not what the world looks for in happiness. Uh, The world does not look for contentment in little things. They want money and they want fame and they Mm -hmm. want big things. So, um, yeah, you make a good point about the martyrs because almost all the apostles were, were martyred for their faith, and they were obviously very godly and um, yeah. followed right you know, in Jesus' footsteps for three years, right? Exactly. At least three years. Yeah. yeah. So obviously happiness as we see it is different than how God will reveal it. When will our happiness be fully revealed? Well, ultimately, I think we do we do get some temporary happiness. You know, um, we see it in life, but I would think um, eternally we can we can go to Romans eight. I think Romans eight talks about looking forward to the future glory. You know, what are these sufferings worth comparing to the future glory of God? So we can turn over there if you wanna you wanna read yeah. Romans eight. Yeah, I'll read it. Uh, let me get over there really quick. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and be brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. Can you help us unpack this scripture? Yeah, he's talking about creation here, and and later on he mentions uh, creation is actually groaning um, and, and crying out ultimately for redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously this is this is this is something that all of creation longs for is is to be happy and content and joyful in God, um, and it's not going to be unpacked until we're ultimately have our glorified bodies in, in heaven. Um, so it clearly mentions here, um, talking about suffering again, that seems to be a theme of what we're talking about today. Yeah. So, um, but none of the sufferings that we are dealing with today compare to the, you know, verse 18 says, compare with the glory that is to be revealed to us. So that's future tense. Mm -hmm. Um, so ultimately that's going to come later, obviously. There is a very, um, heretical movement that has... Really, it's it's an epidemic among uh, Christian circles today. Mm-hmm. Quote Christian. It's kind of hard to even. It's not biblical. Sure. Um, but but it's called the Word of Faith movement. And so, if you don't know anything about this, I really encourage you to go watch the documentary called American Gospel. It is on 
Netflix, and I think you can get it on Amazon Prime as well. Um, but basically what the Word of Faith movement and prosperity gospel, or it's also called health and wealth movement, um, it, it pushes that it pushes for people to elevate the gifts that God offers above the giver himself. And so um, there's a lot of spiritual manipulation that comes with it. Um, They could say, well, um, if you just pray or if you just give, or if you just have enough faith then you'll get that car you wanted, or you'll get that physical healing. Name it and claim it, right? Yeah. And and, and no, you can't name and claim anything at all. Absolutely. Because if it's not um, in God's will, then it's not in God's will and God can surely answer no and it'll be for his glory and you can trust that it'll be for your good too. Absolutely. Um, but what, what are the, what are basically just help me out here. What are more issues with the health and wealth gospel that you've seen? Well, there's a lot of issues, so I don't know how much time we have to unpack <laughs> this, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, of false teachers out there and, um, a lot of what they teach is is very man centered, mm-hmm. uh, very um, not God centered, and uh, they let they manipulate, like you said earlier, scriptures, and uh, they basically have they basically believe that Jesus wasn't even divine, mm-hmm. um, and they also believe that that we as believers are little g gods. Uh, they twist scripture and and actually say that because we're born in His image, we're we're like Him. We are God, basically. Uh, you know, in a little God's a little G perspective. Um, so they basically twist and turn scripture, and it's very um, uh, focused on money and material possessions and wealth. Mm-hmm. And if you have enough faith, or if you're if you're uh, asking. Uh, you know, God for, for certain things, he's obligated to give you things. It's, it's, or even relationally, like with Holly's question, like Mm -hmm. with her issues, with her, with her relationships, Mm -hmm. like, well, if you just pray enough for that person, then maybe they'll, they'll come around. That's not, I mean, there are biblical principles and ways that you can handle your relationships and stuff, but like, let's say you're applying all those things and it's still not working out the way that you've been praying. It's not necessarily because of a lack of faith. God might just be saying no. Right. And they diminish the sovereignty of God. Yeah. They um, they almost think that they, or they do, not almost, they think that they can manipulate God's blessings mm-hmm. and and God's favor. And uh, it's really scary. Um, and I encourage anyone who is in that movement or, uh, you know, a part of, of that so-called church, uh, you know, ministry, uh, to do your research and seek out the Bible and what the Bible really says about who God is and His sovereignty and His all-knowing, uh, all power, and uh, He cannot be manipulated. God yeah. cannot be manipulated. Um, you and know, even th- if you have those things in your life that the prosperity gospel is offering you, like mm-hmm. the money and the the fame and the X, Y, and Z, none of that is going to fulfill us Correct. like the gospel will. And that's the happiness that we defined sure. earlier. Uh, God's blessings that we receive are not because of anything that we have done, but sure. because of what his son did on the cross. And he looks at us and he sees the righteousness of his own son. So um, my question for you, Israel, is mm-hmm. should we speak up about this when we see or hear our friends talk about it? Or is it just not worth addressing? How would you handle it? Oh, it's certainly worth addressing. Anytime the gospel is um, it is twisted or manipulated, and it's not uh, what the scriptures say, mm-hmm. we are obligated as followers of Jesus to stand up for that. You see it all through the New Testament with Paul. 
Paul called people out all the time. He called out Peter yeah. right to his face, it says in Scripture. Uh, he uh, also, we, we taught in our life group, I taught through Galatians. You see it in Galatians 3 where he says, oh, you foolish Galatians. Yeah. You have been bewitched. You know, you have been tricked. You have been manipulated. You, you have believed another gospel. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so, so Paul, you see him call it out in Scripture. Obviously, you want to do it in love. You want to do it, you know, out of a, a heart that's not full of anger and mm-hmm. and wrath. You want to, you want to obviously use um, uh, use Scripture to defend uh, what the true gospel is. Uh, you let Scripture Scripture always wins over everything. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, obviously, lead people back to the Scriptures. Uh, and let the Holy Spirit change them and convict them of uh, of them not believing in the the one true gospel. There's, you know, Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me." Um, there's no other way to get to heaven. There's only one gospel. Um, mm-hmm. And if anything strays from that, then we need to call it out as believers. Exactly. And just being apathetic is the exact opposite of being loving. Right. So if if you don't have the the backbone to pray, or if you don't have the backbone to call it out in somebody, pray for it, sure. you know, and, sure. and ask God to help you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's definitely important. Um, so going back to the question of, of happiness and um, how that applies to our faith, really happiness um, in Christ is the pursuit of holiness. That's the, that's the bigger, sure. the bigger deal. Our holiness is way greater than our happiness. Mm-hmm. First Timothy six, six says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. And Luke twelve fifteen says, and he said to them, take care and be on your guard against all covetousness for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Um, so and that's Jesus talking right there. Yeah. And so God wants us to be happy, but that happiness is not going to come through our circumstances. It's not going to come through our relationships working out right, our money, our fame, nothing. Um, that, That happiness will come through knowing Christ. And the world wants us to define happiness, to find happiness and and things that do not bring holiness in those, in those moments of um, pleasure that only last for a season. But fleeting. Yeah, they're fleeting. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But God's desire is for us to be satisfied in him, to be holy. Holiness is what is going to bring us true happiness because we are eternally satisfied in Christ. Yeah. With that being said, I don't want to kind of end this podcast, you know, acting like God is some sort of cosmic killjoy. Mm-hmm. He does want us to enjoy life. He does want us to have pleasure, but we need to have pleasure, you know, in the in the right things. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, it, it's interesting. I was reading Ecclesiastes because that's one of the most straightforward books in the yeah. Old Testament. And you, you see Solomon, you know, that wrote that, the, the wisest man that ever, ever lives. Um, you know, he talks about uh, in chapter, chapter three, I think it is, um, there's a time for everything. He says, there's a time to mourn and time to laugh. So God wants us to laugh. He wants us to be happy, but we need to make sure that we understand that that happiness is temporal. And yes, it's fun. It's cool to hang out with your friends. It's cool to see your favorite team win the Super Bowl. You know, it's cool to go on vacation. You know, yeah. so so God does. Uh, you know, want us to enjoy life. Um, so I don't want any of the, the the listeners to to think that we're we're saying that God doesn't want us to be happy. He yeah, does want us exactly. to be happy, but we need to make sure that the way we define happiness is not the way that the world defines happiness. And I think the Beatitudes uh, kind of flips that upside down on its head. It's kind of like everything is like a it's like paradoxical. It's like mm-hmm. you know it's the opposite of the, uh, of what you know uh, the world would say. So um, 
but yeah, joy and contentment. We didn't even have time to get into joy and contentment too much, uh, but ultimately that should be the goal of every Christian to be to be joy, have joy in Christ, to be content in Christ. We talked about Philippians four just a little bit. Yeah, um, you know that that's a that whole book is just great because Paul was writing it from prison, mm-hmm. so in theory he shouldn't have been happy, right? But his happiness and his joy was in the Lord. It wasn't in his present circumstances in jail, right? So, Amen. so, so Philippians four is a great place for someone to camp out if they're having trouble with with contentment and happiness and trying to figure out like wh- what God wants for them and where you know what what He has for them if they're in a a season like Holly of of difficulty and she has questions. Um, you know, you can you can study you know the New Testament and see it, especially in Paul, right? Because he had we were talking a little bit before about how he was shipwrecked and he uh, you know he had all these terrible you things. Name it, he, he was went he was it. stoned. <laughs> he was left to die. He yeah. was he was mocked. You know, uh, all these different things that that he had to suffer through. And we as Christians, looking back now, Paul is one of the 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 greatest people you know that have ever lived as far as defending the gospel. And he wrote Romans. Mm-hmm. You know, we taught through Romans in our life group. It took us what two years or three years <laughs> yeah. to get through that. All the deep theology. Um, so he is someone that we look up to. Obviously, we look up to Jesus, and he's our example. But, but Paul, you know, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, wrote what almost a half the New Testament. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so yeah, so. I just want to make sure the listeners know that God no, doesn't yeah, want us I'm to be unhappy. Glad you said that. They don't, they don't, he doesn't want us to be unhappy, but he wants us to be happy, you know, in the way that the scripture teaches. So, yes. Yep. Amen. We have packed this what seems simple question with a ton of scripture, mm-hmm. and I feel like we could keep talking and we talking could. and talking. But um, I hope that um, Holly is encouraged by this, and I hope that other listeners are too. Thank you sure, so much, yeah. Israel, no for problem. joining us on Talk Truth. To our listeners, we want to know what have you learned from today's episode. How has God challenged you and how will you apply what you have learned to your life? Talk Truth listeners, thank you for spending your time with us. If you haven't yet connected with us online, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and be sure to check out our other McGregor podcast channels. Just head over to talktruthpodcast.com for all the details. We'd love to hear from you, so please write us a review however you are listening to this. Thanks for listening and remember to talk truth.